Who needs friends? Who needs family when you have microtransactions? <laughs> That's right. Colette and Matt have entered the chat. Welcome back. We're so happy to have like, you with please us. Please don't say NFTs. Please don't say NFTs. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Who is this voice? Uh, uh, my, my, this is Matt, but who is this other voice here? It's me. It's a me. It's a me. It's it's Colette. It's Colette. I'm the person whose name is in the title. Uh, that's one that's, of the names. Uh, that's how you in know. The title. That's, that's how, how you know. know. Yeah. Uh, we missed you last week. Uh, how are things with with your situation? If you wanna if you wanna share any any updates here. Well, what happened was that there's an issue with my PC, which is just over a year old and literally just like about two weeks out of warranty, which is just so unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is just like shutting down in the middle of me just doing things, like just going to sleep and so uh we have had to um unplug it and try to diagnose it and get some things to try to figure out uh what needs replacing so that has not happened yet because we my husband and i have jobs and lives and um yeah so we are recording this week using a laptop that is precisely seven years old and could choke and die at any minute (laughs) (laughs) we we were like trying to figure this out you're like well i could try my laptop but it doesn't really do things like play a youtube video too well (laughs) well i mean it (laughs) it does it plays the video it just struggles is what it is but you know it's it's not a smooth video but but you know for the people that listen that that listened all the way back in the retroforce go days they might be thinking oh well this just might mean that colette ends up in the bucket and the bucket is a is a beloved Uh. is a beloved place (laughs) that was the nickname during that podcast for when we all had terrible sound matt silverman you would have literally curled up and died if you could have heard the first five episodes the the Mm. the sound the sound lover and you would have just been like i i I cannot live (laughs) (laughs) so so how so many people listen to us really with relish and love i'll I'll never know because we sounded wretched but anyway you can be sure that even if my elderly computer like gasps its last somehow some way i'll still sound better than i did when i was in the bucket 14 years ago for retro force go <laughs> but you've revealed the dirty secret of podcasting is that you really it really does not matter what you sound like only who you are and what you say and, and what's going on and because, how frustrating uh, is that for you though as a person who this is not the only podcast that you make are you just like god damn it <laughs> uh you know it's it's really it's really fascinating and, and here here's here's an example like Aside from video game shows and and other like online culture shows that I enjoy, one of my other uh, is something else that really tickles me and that I really enjoy consuming content around is like late night TV or like 90s SNL or like, hey, remember when these old television shows were on the air? Well, here's here are the people from that time talking about it. And there's a brand new show. And I'm not like a huge fan of like celebrities coming in and eating the podcast industry. Like that's a different conversation. But um, Dana Carvey and David Spade, who are like, you know, legendary uh, comic performers from the SNL days, have started a podcast where they bring on guests 
to talk about what it was like being on SNL. And this could be former hosts. This could be cast members, like old, you know, classic cast members, new cast members. It's such a good premise for the show. And this is like fucking catnip to me. I love <laughs> this. I love them. So it's a brand new show and I, it's called Fly on the Wall. And it's if you like that era of SNL and you like these performers, I do recommend it because they are really funny. Uh, David Spade is so goddamn funny to me. Yeah, he, anyway, he is. Anyway, the the point of this story is that they're bringing on Chris Rock, Tom Hanks, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, like the who's who of comedy talent and acting talent and SNL talent. And let me tell you something. The guests sound like fucking dog. No! And it's because it's because they're on Zoom. And this is the weird oh. dichotomy of this. It's like you're interviewing Tom fucking Hanks. And on one hand, I'm like. You couldn't send this dude a microphone. And on the <laughs> other hand, I'm like, oh, I know exactly why you can't send this dude a microphone because he's Tom Hanks and he's got 400 other things to do and worry about. Yep. He can't he doesn't have anyone at his house to set up a microphone. Nope. He's just got to pop into Zoom, sound like shit, talk for an hour and go do make a next make the next movie or whatever Tom Hanks does <laughs> in his day. And I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you this to tell you. If Tom Hanks can get on Zoom and sound like shit and, and everyone loves it, it's okay to be in the bucket, is what I'm trying to say <sighs> with this story. Well, it seems terrible somehow, but at the same time, I will say that when it comes to what I like to listen to, I like to listen to things that are very crisp and very clear and well-made versus things that are in the bucket. No, no offense because to you're my a, former you're a person self. Because you're a person of culture, that's why. Yes. You're correct. Perhaps this is yeah. so. <laughs> At any rate, yeah. Well, we are here to discuss our fourth most favoritist video game of all time, our personal picks on our ongoing list of top five of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, but first, we have been shaken to our very core. Shooketh. We have been shooketh by... The, Nint the Nintendo Direct for February, which, which as of this recording, literally just happened. I just finished watching it, and we are now recording, and we would be remiss if we did not uh, discuss it. Uh, the, our Discord is already popping with um, Oh my god, I haven't even opened that. pulling out their wallets. Oh my yeah, god, I, 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 I'm going to go look there after this podcast, but, but yes. <laughs> so we will continue that conversation there, but here's what I'm, what we're going to do. I'm going to just read off a list of announcements that we just saw uh, from a news article, and uh, I'm just going to throw them at you, and you say, oh my God, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life, or you're going to say, oh, whatever, I don't care, what's that? Whatever. And you, and just whatever comes into your brain, you say. This is going to make me sound like a real asshole because I don't care about the majority of things that were announced. That's that's great. <laughs> and and, and the, when there are things that you don't care about, maybe I do, and then we'll go there. But we're going to say, you know, a minute, two minutes tops on each item okay. and then moving on to the real show, right? Okay. Here we go. A new Fire Emblem game for three houses, but it's not that. It's a it's a like a Dynasty Warriors game. It's a it's a Musou game. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Same for me. It looks great. Looks cool. But I, I've never played those games. And so, yeah, I, nope. God bless. No Man's Sky is coming to Nintendo Switch. Oh, my God. So faithful listeners, 
I was watching the direct, not when it was airing, but not long after. And I texted Matt, even though we were going to talk in 30 minutes and was like, (laughs) oh my God, did you see that? And I was sitting on the sofa with my husband and my husband said, I bet you Matt is going to replay the entire thing on the switch. And I was like, who could blame the man? There's so much to unpack here. One is, um, how could how could this possibly exist on the switch and it's funny i was looking back i i I, i'm what you know how nintendo has a direct and then they drop individual trailers for each announcement you know individual videos so i went to the to the specific no man's sky video and i i can understand i see the compromises that are being made and it's a good thing like it's running at 30 frames it's it looks really solid at that frame rate i can see the texture downgrades like I understand the compromises that need to get made to get a game like this on Switch, but like for for me especially, it's like TBD. Like, will the reviews come in and be like, "Wow, they did it!" Like The Witcher Three. Like when The Witcher Three was like, "Yep, we're coming to Switch," the world was like, "Come on, really? Is that really gonna roll? Is that really gonna roll?" And everything I've read about it is like. Oh my God, it's a flawless, perfect port. Mm -hmm. Obviously, at a lower resolution, obviously lower textures or whatever, locked to 30, whatever you got to do. But like, it's solid and that's all you can ask for. And then this is another dimension of it. Like, I don't know that I will go back to this game ever or in the near future. I shouldn't say that, maybe one day. Mm -hmm. But there's also a world where as the steam deck hype ramps up mm-hmm. i'm really more and more excited and convinced that it's 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 really for me and it is worth the money mm-hmm. for for me to get that and and in that world it's like well i already own it on steam and it will play much better on on the steam deck so if i want to have handheld no man's sky uh, right that Why will would be you my do, path right but but if this opens up this game to to people who don't know anything about it and only own a Switch and they're just sort of, I'm a Switch only player, then God bless. I hope I, we welcome new travelers to the Galactic uh, Hub. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope you all come in because it's it's a beautiful, spectacular achievement. This game, yeah, that is very exciting indeed. And um, my husband was like. I wonder if there'll be crossplay, and I was like, that would be yeah. great because I think that would really network, you know, a new a new base of potential players with uh, with players that have been in it like you for a long time. But that's neither totally. here nor there, and that is a whole new conversation. It's a whole new conversation. If if I know anything, you know, I I, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm the expert on this game, but like I have followed this game so closely and deeply mm-hmm. for so many years. The short the short answer is. I am not an official spokesperson for Hello Games, but yes, there will almost certainly be crossplay because every other platform does crossplay with each other. There are no limitations on crossplay, and there is I, I learned this recently. There's like a like a Hello Games account system. So you actually you you create not that you would create an account, but it's just like here's your code, and then you just text the code to your friend on PlayStation and you're playing together. Like it's so effortless. And there's also this ambient where you enter a certain area of the game, like you are billions of light years away from any other player at any time. And then you you enter this communal area mm-hmm. and there's players from all platforms at all times in this communal area, mm-hmm. in this instance of a communal area. So like to, to section off the Switch players would be criminal and strange. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost certainly it won't happen Yeah, for, to those wondering. 
Mario Strikers? No. Which is oh Battle League. Ba- I would watch other people play it, but I'm never I'm never really attracted to that type of game. So mm, no. Yeah. Uh, very I have the same reaction. They talked about it like it was some franchise. I don't know that I'm aware of it. And as I'm as we were watching the, the trailer, I'm like, cool, a Mario thing that's soccer. And <laughs> and, and I'm like, is it I can't tell if this looks fun, but I hope it's fun for people who, who want to have fun with it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's for it's for a person, a specific type of of gamer who's like, yes, this is exactly the experience I want. And I'm not that person, but that's totally OK. Great. Are you a Chrono Cross remastered version uh, person rather? Oh, my fucking God. There it is. There it is. I was on the phone with a friend. <laughs> who called me while I was in the middle of watching the replay of the direct. So she was talking about a relationship problem, and this is a person I love very much. So she was talking, and I was trying not to look up so I wouldn't pay attention to the direct. And my eyes literally flicked up as soon as the Chrono Cross like, logo came across yeah. the screen. And I had to clap my hand over my mouth because I was literally about to yell. And so instead, I just was like, <laughs> I had to muffle my enthusiasm because, okay, first off, Chrono Cross is, uh, God, how can I encapsulate this into like 60 seconds? Chrono Cross is. My favorite, some of my favorite video game music of all time, like top five, okay, all time. Wow. And it's also a game that I feel like always had to live in the shadow of Chrono Trigger and was really yeah. a very good game. But unfortunately, okay. I think that it would have been better off if it didn't have the Chrono Trigger name on it, in my opinion. And I think, you know what, yeah, we could yeah. literally spend a whole fucking episode on that. So I'm just going to like not say anything more. But I haven't visited this game since its original release here, and I've been listening to the music ever since. So, wow. like, honestly, Interesting. I could not be more thrilled, like, to have a remaster. And also a remaster that's coming, like, fairly soon. Like, I can't Yeah, uh, April 7th. Like, that's really soon. Uh, no, I want you to expound a bit, mostly because I want you to convince me that this is worth my time, because... Uh, zero min- slash minimal connection to the Chrono Trigger characters or universe, mm-hmm. to my understanding, right. which is no. you know a, a, it's a minus in the it's in the minus column there. Number number one. Well, but here's the thing though, like you have a couple piece a couple pieces here. First of all, this is a SquareSoft game, and like you know, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. I feel about original SquareSoft like pre Enix days, yep. like. Yep. Beautiful has all of the characteristics and and flourishes of a SquareSoft game. Um, unusual has some really 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 cool uh, mechanics and little bits to it. And I mean, mind you, like this is my memory of a game that came out in 1999. You know, or yep. no, I'm sorry, 1990. No, Chrono Trigger was 1995. This was 1999. So. Okay. Uh, you know that first of all but like for me i feel like the the best way to go into this game if you if you if you chose to play it would be to think of it as it, it's it's not related to chrono trigger its own thing it's it's a new it's a it's a new ip or it's a it's a it's its own ip somehow it, yeah it's it's totally its own ip um it is just 
The storyline is unpredictable. I don't want to give anything mm. away. Like, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, th- the only thing it has in common, I would say, is that it has the there's two parallel worlds and it it's yeah. across time and space. Like, okay. so you know, definitely some connections connection but no no uh in-world connection i I guess my hesitation especially looking at the footage in the direct was like ooh, a 1999-ish polygonal thing that you know does it hold up does it feel good does it play well you know and i would be i would i'm will be eager to hear your sort of updated review of like i love this in its time and i'm playing it now and like yeesh or wow yeah it's, ama- and, and it's amazing I honestly they don't it. know but i will say that when i fired up final fantasy 9 a couple of years ago thinking oh i haven't played this you know it's been remastered now i'm gonna play it i was every bit as enchanted as i was nice. the first time because to me there is a distinct personality feeling atmosphere about square soft and i just love it so you know of course i'm biased right but i would say that yes you're right like i can see what you're seeing um but you know for 20 bucks quite honestly i would say you could do worse giving it a shot you could you could do worse and and it's like oh i played five to ten hours of this you know important uh game and mm-hmm. maybe it isn't for me but but I would like to know uh, what it's all about as a fan of, of that of that time. I really hope it holds place. up. I have no way of knowing if it mm. will or if the glorious, you know, Yasunori Mitsuda soundtrack is just, you know, the thing that that makes me have such emotions about it. But I, I, I really think that it will probably still stand up well. So we'll see. Is it the same composer as Chrono Trigger? Yes. Or no? Yes. Okay. Not uh, uh, Uematsu, which is Final Fantasy, early Final Fantasy. Am I am I m- remembering the correct names here? Uh, you are, but um, Uematsu was was specifically associated with Final Fantasy, whereas uh, mm-hmm. Yasunori Mitsuda uh, did everything for the um, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross soundtracks, and also for the Xeno Gears, which was the beginning of like the Xeno uh, Saga. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, okay. An incredible, okay. beautiful musician. But um, great. Yeah. So you know, if you're like, I don't really like this. Okay, like maybe you tried it, you don't like it. Just listen to the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> like, mm, mm. Oh my god! And then and then there's a whole discussion there of like, will this soundtrack mean enough to you if you did not experience it in the game? I don't know. You know, that's I don't know. It might it might thing. not cl- it might not click with you at all. I mean, that's yeah. that's the in- those right. are the interesting conversations, right? <laughs> April seventh. So you are going to be in there day one, obviously, and we eagerly await your moment, uh, yeah. your, moment your review, your moment one. here. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, a la Wii Sports, but for the Switch. Really? <laughs> I don't like sports of, of any kind. <laughs> any kind. Honestly, the only sport that I could be like, yeah, I like that sport is probably like ice skating. Like, I don't. <laughs> sports is not interesting to me. I'm the person that loved Final Fantasy X with every ounce of my heart and soul, except when they made me play Blitzball, which made me want to die. <laughs> I I really agree with you on all that. 
wholeheartedly my my big jaw drop here is uh in two dimensions one is like it's so bizarre to me that they did not even like launch the switch with a with a not it wouldn't be called wii sports but like wii sports you cannot overstate how revolutionary and important Wii Sports was. Like the Wii was the best-selling game console of all time because grandma could play bowling on it. You know what I mean? Like that was a watershed moment in video games. And so you have a you have a console now with Joy-Cons that have motion and there's no there were no sports games on it there, you know, and, and so, and it's like, Hey, it's 2022 or 2023 or whenever this is coming out. And, uh, we finally got Wii sports. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like it would be the type of thing. I was never really a big Wii fan anyway for that console, like mm-hmm. the kind of kicked off stuff like this. So I feel like if it depends on who you play with, if I had, if, if we had children, I feel like I might sure. be much more excited about this. But since we yeah. don't, that's just not something that we would naturally go do. You know what I mean? It looks a little um, bare bones in like in a couple dimensions when it's like it's Wii Sports that you know and love. And here's five sports. Three of them are basically tennis. It's like tennis, badminton and volleyball, which, you know. I'm being a jerk when I say this, but like they're all the same fucking game. It's you've hit something over a net. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know they're not the same game, but okay. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to add more stuff like golf, which is cool. Like I, I kind of dig the idea of like uh, Wii Sports as a service where there is like tournaments and upgrades and new, new courses and new arenas. Like that would be cool. I don't know that Nintendo would do that, but that's a cool concept that I would subscribe to if it was a thing we'll see yeah no i hear that i could and i could totally see and you know maybe in the right setting it would be fun for me to pick it up and play i don't know but am i gonna buy it no yeah i hear that xenoblade chronicles 3 confirmed so so perplexed that i just like don't care about this series loved xenogears right. which is it's it's squaresoft like core game that started the series have never been mm-hmm. able to engage i don't know why it's not like the game is not good i just can't click with it so i wasn't you know i was very neutral i was like oh look it, actually i felt kind of bad i was like oh look another another you know xenosaga game which everyone that i respect and know is like oh my god like yeah you know so good and i'm like what is wrong with me <laughs> well sorry to clarify when you say xeno you liked and enjoyed and played through xeno gears but not xeno blade chronicles am i did i understand that you, right or you you, you, you tried xeno gears and, and you did okay yeah okay, right. i loved xeno gears when it came out um 19 what is that 90. what system are we talking what is playstation what, what one and so that is the first game and then Xenoblade Chronicles is subsequent to that? Correct. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. So yeah, Z- Xenogears was the was the launch uh okay. of of that that whole franchise. Um and then the the franchise then continued on to what was the first game right after that? I think it was, yeah, it was, okay, yeah, Xenogears and then Xenosaga. There were quite a few Xenosagas, and then there was a big gap, and then 2010 was Xenoblade Chronicles, and then that's when that started coming. So, but would you believe that this series has, this series has, like, 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 14 games in this series. Yeah, it's always shocking when I Z- see it all Xenoblade out. Xenoblade Chronicles was originally a Wii game in 2010. Wii, okay. Yeah, because I guess I'm wondering, like, okay, it started on PlayStation, but then it, it seems to have made the jump to Nintendo and is mm-hmm. Nintendo exclusive and has been for a long time. Did did they buy Monolith or I don't know? That s- I don't know we for sure. But I do know that I think I think through through the end of the Xeno Saga time like Xeno Gears Xeno Saga time, it was all PlayStation. And then the last yeah. Xeno Saga game was 2006, and then there was a big fat gap. And then when it came back, it was 2006. 2010 and it came back on nintendo and it stayed there or uh, monolith software originally owned by namco later bandai namco until being bought out by nintendo in ah, 07 so this so was an acquisition it. yeah you had it so yeah um yeah so two quick things i may have said this before like you said this the, this series has everything i love mm-hmm fucking hated Ooh, really? Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like, th- like so many games you're like, that's ah, not for me. Or, no, oh, I bounced no, you off were, it. you were Whatever. angry. I just, I, I, I don't need to get into it here, but like, the battle system was so overwrought and, and I love complexity. You know I love complexity, but it was just like... Too much. I don't understand the... Per- it's like, Oh, there's a little rat. You know, you know, in, a, in an RPG, it's like, hey, there's a rat here. It's the first monster. And then it's like 400 auto battling systems that go crazy. And I, I just could. I read every wiki. I watched every tutorial. I played the game for hours. I don't know what's going on in this battle system, uh... which is a bad feeling when you're like, how do I strategize? What should I equip? What should I do? And then secondly, the map sucks ass. I could not see, find really? where I was going. I just couldn't find my way around. And third, the like, I love, I love a good anime as much as the next guy, but like the, 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 the tropes and the female representation mm-hmm. in this game was so yeah. ridiculous. And so, I, agree. Like, I would be embarrassed if I, if my children or my wife saw what was on the screen while I was playing it, I would be embarrassed. Oh, that's terrible. And those things combined, I was like, I need to stop this. I'm reading Reddit posts of like 300 hours, the post game, the expansion. This is the greatest game of all time. Just give it 30 hours and it's going to be amazing. And I really wanted to get there with that. Yeah. And I just couldn't. And you just couldn't. Yeah, I get it. I totally get that. And I, now, I hate that. You know, I hate that it's that way. But. Right. And then, and then interestingly, this trailer captivated me really i thought it was stunning i thought the graphics and the character designs and the uh the weaponry and there's obviously mechanical creatures or and other i was floored by how beautiful this game looks in its trailers and also was very pleased to see lots of female characters that looked like normal people and not like you know giant uh you know private parts being shown <laughs> sorry to just, be sorry to be just, a grandfather just boobs just boobs, just boobs everywhere. everywhere and so I, you know, again what is a 45 second trailer whatever the fuck it is but like there is something about the art style and the voice acting and the and the gravity of this trailer that i was like oh like, okay let's see we'll, we'll keep an eye on this one mm-hmm. 
Interesting. September. Interesting. Okay. Up next, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. So excited about this. So excited because I never played Earthbound. So many people that I dear yes, so many people I dearly fucking love have been like, this game changed my life. Like, okay. So here it is, and I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm gonna get to play Earthbound. And not only am I gonna get to play Earthbound, but I'm going to get to play it like today. Today. (laughs) And like there's nothing that this ADHD or loves more than instant gratification. I'm like, yes. Beautiful. Today. So like it's a beautiful thing. I mean, the moment this podcast is over, I'm gonna go throw myself on the sofa and start playing it. I because I stopped, I finished playing um Littlewood and I've been like, huh, what should I move on to next? Yeah, you were looking. You were looking for something. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what a beautiful Mm. yeah mm. so i'm so excited timing. i'm so excited for you that that you've like i've literally never touched this i've never played it and you're going in completely cold and blind yep. aside from you know cultural <laughs> yeah uh, i mean there's definitely been plenty of little cultural bits like for sure um so you know yeah like i i definitely definitely that part will be new um for me but oh my god i cannot wait to have this experience so yes tonight tonight that's so fun. Report in next week. We will obviously catch up with you on your Earthbound experience. I will. Uh, I can't wait. I, I, every single Nintendo Direct, the, the running joke is like, maybe they'll put Earth. They'll finally put Earthbound right. on SNES. Right. I've heard yeah, that. Right. I've heard that for so There's, long. They'll never do it. They'll never do it. We'll never get it. And then they're just like, yeah, here it is. Yep. Play it tonight. Yep. Have fun. Um. So, and I'm hazy on the lineage here, but, uh, you know, Earthbound was Super Nintendo and then Earthbound Beginnings, which is the, I guess that's the first mother game, which was on the original Famicom. So NES, but I don't think that ever came to the West. And then Mother 3, the third game is still like, that's, there have been fan translations, but that's still not included in this package here you know that's still unknown i guess yeah yeah i guess so i don't i i don't know but i think i'm kind of still caught up in like the oh my god i'm gonna get to play earthbound like that i haven't thought much past that you know what i mean but oh no totally yeah like, it's oh, just oh yes the, the give us mother three memes are strong and so i hope this will satisfy the fandom for a little while until they want the third game uh I, I skipped or missed or wasn't interested in Earthbound in its time, despite being a, a, a ravenous uh, RPG player, and came to it much later and really found it special and charming and funny, uh, but never finished it. So this is one for me to very much go back and, uh, and give it its due as well, even though I'm, I'm, I'm not going in cold as you are, so... Uh, please keep us posted. I might even stay up late to play it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, next. Well, that's unprecedented. Next. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, um, is it the president of Nintendo who does the, the whole thing? Is that uh, who that is? <sighs> you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't even. I don't even yeah. know who the president of Nintendo is right now, which is a complete gamer oversight. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll clarify that. We'll look that up. But you know, he's he's doing his thing. He's like. Y'all like Mario Kart, right? Y'all having fun with that Mario Kart 8? And everyone around our table, we're all watching it together, and everyone's like, oh, oh 
It's Mario Kart 9. It's coming. This is it. This is it. <laughs> or he, no, he said something like, people have been playing Mario Kart 8 since 2018. Get ready for something new. And we're like, <gasps> and then he's like, how about we give you a thousand billion more tracks? And you're like, but as I. paid DLC. You're like, but I. Wait. No, no. <laughs> well, at first we're like, no. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'll play for this. I'll, I will. This is great. This is great. I mean, it, what if you could have yeah. Mario Kart 9 in your Mario Kart 8? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I didn't think about it that way at first. <laughs> I've never been much of a Mario Kart person. It's there. You know, I would play it if someone handed it to me. <laughs> but but yeah, that's I, I get that. I do know that that Patrick is very excited to uh, yep. to get that. So, yeah. Do you remember on this very program where we were saying, I think we were saying, oh, what if you mix this genre with that genre or what would we like to see in the future? And somebody, I don't know if it was a guest or one of us, we were like, you know, Mario Kart as a live service game makes a lot of sense where you could you could create tracks or you could uh, uh, subscribe to tracks and get more Mario Kart in the same, you know, game engine. And here it is, more or less. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is that we, we should take credit for this and this was our idea and uh, we should sue. <laughs> that sounds terrific. And then after we sue, we're going to get really rich and then we can quit our jobs and just make this podcast full time and that's it. Yeah. All right. Great. Right. That's, that's our plan. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's real good. Portal 1 and Portal 2 on the Nintendo Switch. I think Shiru. that they'd be really fun to revisit. Like it wasn't like, a, oh my God, yeah, but it was also like, a huh, I'd play that. So that's same. That's my and feel. I was, I was my, 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 my initial reaction was like, oh my God, it's the portal on a non PC platform. This is, this is major. But I had looked at, I had to look it up and it's like, it has come to consoles uh, previously. I was mistaken. So it's really cool and it's exciting uh, and great for anyone who's never played it. Cause my God, I know these games, I know. I wonder how they'll be after all that time. I feel like they'll still be quite good. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, on our channel, I uh, did a, a Let's Play with with my daughter, and I was like, this game's going to blow your mind. Not a Let's Play, but like a, a, a quick, you know, chopped up edit of her experiencing Portal for the first time as a kid. And uh, it's, it's really fun. It's really funny, and and it was cool to watch a kid's mind get blown by like wait okay if i go in here i can come out wait what what because it there's nothing there's not been anything quite like it f since uh which is remarkable you know there i guess there's what's that shooter not hyperscape that just um closed down there's a there's a there's like a halo with portals shooter that's out now that everyone's talking about but short of that there are no like there are no portal likes that I can think of, which is interesting considering how influential the game is. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't think about that. I guess it was kind of in a league of its own. Yep. Uh, this is not a new announcement. We already had the release date and, and lots of trailers and demos and stuff, but triangle strategy from square square Enix. I think uh, that even though I'm not a big strategy person, I have to admit that it looks interesting to me. 
Yeah, it's a it's a must play for me. I might wait for a, re- a review or two, but uh, it's got everything I want, and I hope that it is. I hope that it is. It delivers. Uh, they they're really they're really pumping it up and hyping it up with with content with like demos and trailers and material and like they're doing like here's this character and now here's this character. Like they're really going hard on mm-hmm. it, and I I I feel like they wouldn't if they. If it wasn't great, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, not like, not like publishers don't hype their games and they end up being bad, but like, they're just, they're taking care with it to be like, no, 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 this is, this is the beginning of a, of a whole new IP and it's, it's going to be Definitely. great. Trust us kind of Definitely. thing. Definitely. I agree. All right. You're going to have to help me with this one. Uh, cause I've never heard of it. Live a live or live alive. I've never heard of it either. And it was interesting because the way they kind of pose it is like, this is this perennial classic. And I was like, did I, did I miss it? In Japan. Oh, only in Japan. Okay. You see, remember I was on the phone for some of this. So, so it's live, live to live. Uh, and I'm, I'm, my, I'm probably saying it wrong. Live. Ah, a the letter a live a live or live a live i have no idea um the kotaku article is saying classic squaresoft oh, jrpg wow which has never been released in the west cool okay yeah i didn't i i didn't realize this i i've never heard of it and i am gonna play it because it's a squaresoft game that i haven't played exactly right what a time to be alive where all this stuff that never made it over and now has a has a place in in our, you know, in our libraries in, in, a, in a real meaningful way of like they did the work to localize it. They're patching it up or they're remastering the stuff. It's uh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say I couldn't have seen that coming, but of course I couldn't because I didn't know it existed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the the majesty of the Nintendo Direct. This is what it's all about. Um Klonoa. I was I have no idea what this I've is. I've seen it before. It is an older franchise and I I've never played it. I know some people like really loved it, but I was not one of them. I just never played it at all. So total like no reaction for me. Yep, same. It looks like a low budget Sonic or Sonic knockoff, but and I'm I don't mean, you know, I hope I'm not offending anyone when I say that if you love this game, then uh, I hope it's awesome. Well, I mean, and maybe someone in the Discord will be like, let me tell you why it is not that at all. Oh, Please do. Right. I hope that happens. Uh, we knew about Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is coming uh, end of March, March 25th. And uh, it just, they just showed more of it. And it oh just my looks God. delightful. Like the fact that, that Kirby eats big items and then you can see them in his body like give me give me that take my money i'll pre-order it like 59 fucking 99 whatever like (laughs) just just give me that i love kirby so much how could it be bad right i mean they can't it can't be amazing great amazing great uh front mission first which is a remake of front mission which i really am not familiar with at all but it's a tactical mech or uh tactical strategy mech game which has a lot of words in there that i'm like (laughs) yeah okay i'll do it yeah so i do not like tactical strategy and i typically do not like mech games either so you can guess what my reaction to this was 
Great. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass from Colette. Uh, Splatoon 3, they're showing off some co-op. I don't know if this is like a campaign or if this is the multiplayer stuff, but... um, what's your do you have any splatoon experience no my well my only splatoon experience is that a good friend of mine really loved playing it and you know it looked like a cute game but it just didn't look like something that i would be particularly attracted to so i never have played it to this day and probably won't because let's be honest there's 10 fucking billion t games out there (laughs) you know so it's like probably not gonna happen but hey you know cheers to everyone that's excited about splatoon yeah, it's, it's such a big thing that you don't really hear about enough, and uh, it's got just this huge player base, and and I have resolved, it has, Splatoon, the concept of it, and Splatoon 2 has piqued my interest recently, but I have resolved to just be like, I'm just gonna, I'll just wait for three, and just start there, because obviously it'll be, yeah, it'll have all the new fair. bells and that's whistles or whatever it is. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's probably where I'll, ju- where I'll jump mm-hmm. in. That's a really good um, idea. Speaking of tactical things you don't care about, uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2, yep. those remakes, don't care. more footage of that. Nope. Uh, I never played these, but they are they are interesting to me, and people really love them, so I might. The aesthetic is a little goofy to me. I'd, if, like, if I'm going to play a tactical thing, I'll play uh, Fire Emblem or XCOM or, or Triangle Strategy. I, you know, if I'm going to choose one of, one of those, I will probably choose those instead of Advance Wars, but uh, people love Advance Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the fandom is definitely excited about that one. Last but not least, uh, in at least on this list, uh, apologies if I am missing anything that you are hyped for, um, and you, you, the, you, the listener, and you, Colette, uh, a game called Breath of the Wild Three. What? No, just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> Mister X. Don't, I mean, first of all, we wouldn't be recording because I would still be laying on the sofa <laughs> screaming like two plus hours later. <laughs> You'd be like, they have to send an ambulance to that house. Nine one one. What's your emergency? <laughs> they push your breath of one three and two's not even out yet. <laughs> oh god! Ah, oh, that's a good image. Uh, last but not least uh Metroid Dread is getting new game modes, which is interesting and cool. And so the first game mode is like one hit and you're dead and and i'm looking at this and my daughter's with me and, and we're both like nope what are you create stupid bad no how could why and then the second <laughs> mode is is called like rookie mode or something which uh i guess you regenerate your health faster or whatever and that's cool we've talked about like easy mode as an accessibility feature and if this allows people to finish or or get into metroid dread then that's that's pretty cool mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I am not a Metroid player, as we have discussed uh, before, but, um, you know, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool that Nintendo is working on, like, expanding pre-existing stuff that's not, like, Animal Crossing, for instance. Um, because <laughs> Right, a- uh, adding DLC and, and updates and stuff. Yeah, is that I-, I think it's really cool, and I also think it's cool that some of this stuff is falling under the umbrella of, like, if you pay for the online membership, like, you know, how you paid for it and you got the Animal Crossing. Right, right, like, right. It's like, yep. okay, that's pretty cool. I-, I-, I appreciate that because, I mean... You know, I think that Nintendo games are on the whole incredibly well made, well crafted, like really engaging. And like, I think it's really nice to have more to do in those worlds if you really like them. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, completely agree. The the we should note that the additional tracks for the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 
are rolling out in an interesting way. I th- I believe you pay one price and then you get waves of tracks. So the first wave is like, here's these four tracks. And then some months later, you get a an update and it's like, there's four more tracks. And then this one, that, that's really fun. It's stuff to look forward to. And I believe it's one price and you get everything. And it's a lot of tracks. And also it's included in the the expanded Nintendo Switch Online, which if you will like the N64 games and the Sega games and Animal Crossing DLC and um, the the Mario Kart expansions, that's a pretty okay deal for the price that they're, they have been charging. Yeah. N- now it seems very worthwhile for those core franchises, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. I hope to see more of it. All right. That is it. Any final thoughts on the direct besides Earthbound time tonight? Uh, no, I'm excited. Honestly, even though there were only a few things that I was like really excited about, like that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah, fully, fully hear you and agree. All right, it is time to talk about our most favoriteest games of all time. Our Yay! number four. I feel like you're going to ask me to go first. Well, I was going to say that you went first last time oh. and. I like I I like that. I've been talking a lot, so I think I would love to give you the stage now, but if there's a reason why you think you should not go first, tell me now. No, I don't mind going first. It's totally fine. Okay. Um All right. You're like, Are "Okay, you so say it." <laughs> <laughs> so, so go. What are you, what are you so wait, for? but we we did a cool little music thing last time right yes so are are you are you ready for the cue so yes my my number four game is final fantasy (laughs) seven whoa (laughs) okay wait i wasn't expecting that level of shock hmm hmm Hmm. Why am I shocked? Because on a small list, on a small list of most favoriteest games of all time, I feel like there will be other Final Fantasies on your list, and I and I know that you have love for seven, but I I didn't know that it would be in a top five. So yeah. please proceed. Well, this you know, is I told you right that I I wrote these down, and then I had to to, to remove some from the list, which which F, mm-hmm. FYI or. No, not FYI. By the way, I think we should definitely do an honorable mention at the end of the number one yes, episode because yes. there's a few in there for yes. me. But, you know, I- we'll plan to do an honorable mention for for this slot. If you were wrestling with what should go and obviously unless it's a spoiler for a future list. But if there was something that didn't make the cut here, then I would like to know why. It is a spoiler because there was there were you were right in saying that there was more than one Final Fantasy on the list. And so I had to decide mm-hmm. what place they were going to go into. And so that was a lot of yeah. ah, but this yeah. and this and there was this and there was this and I will just say that the other Final Fantasy ranked higher because of my because of storytelling. Um, I, okay. I think that Final Fantasy VII has a good story. I think that Final Fantasy VII also has a lot of vagueness in the last hmm. portion. I would say the last twenty five percent of the game that I personally hmm. would really love to see clarified, and I think maybe the remake might try to do that. Mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to that like i really feel like they fleshed out a lot of things that were not super clear um 
in the first chapter of the remake. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, like I could not, I could not imagine this not being in that top five. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I just couldn't imagine it. Um, yep. So I, I, I thought about <clears throat> how I felt when I saw a commercial for this game on television (laughs) and how I was awed and so excited by seeing a commercial for this game on television. And I remember it was a time period where it was not cool to play games. And I felt like, oh my gosh, if people see this commercial, maybe they'll see how cool the thing that I love is. And even though I hadn't even played the game, I was like, yet I was like, oh man, wow. Um, yeah is it your earliest memory of a tv commercial for a specific game because i remember i only remember ephemera from that time of like get the new nintendo system or guy get this bundle but i don't recall a 30 second you know break into the cartoons and here's super mario like i don't I don't have any memories of that. Well, I know, know that there were there were definitely commercials for NES games, like no no question. Okay. Or maybe they were for the Nintendo okay. system, and then like they showed snippets of the games. Snippets, but yeah, but like, but, but for the but, a whole commercial dedicated just to the game, like I was like saucer eyed with like my heart like totally. thumping in my chest, and I I can't remember for sure, but I think I have a vague memory of recording finding a, a way to record it like figuring out uh-huh. where it came on and then f- like recording it on a vhs tape yep so it just uh, incredibly uh, yeah my my awe and wonder at that world at the way it looked at the things about it i mean you know up to then the rpgs i had played with the exception of chrono trigger which i adored were all like specifically like set in medieval settings right yes and i liked that but i had no idea how excited i would be to be in like a futuristic or i mean not even futuristic i mean it's a fantasy setting but Mm -hmm. i feel like there's uh yeah there's definitely some futuristic elements about it i think um a post-industrial setting oh my god i went bananas bananas and i was just so excited by that and then you know i think maybe the reason why i never had a really powerful click with final fantasy until seven was because that was the setting i needed to have that reaction Mm -hmm. interesting that's great that's great for me it was just perfect and i mean like if i if i review all of my favorite rpgs for instance like there's really almost never one that has a medieval setting they're almost all Mm. like unusual types of settings like this Mm -hmm. so that was just you know blew my mind um i remember as a you know probably i don't know maybe 16 or 17 year old being like also amazed at the maturity because barrett said shit in the game and i was like (laughs) i was like oh my god cursing in video games like that was like (laughs) god like if if my teenage self could only have known that there would be video games in the future that would say fuck like thousands of times within like the wrong time (laughs) but i was like oh my god like it's you know and then like it was also cool to me because like i i remember thinking like oh 
I really haven't played very many games with black characters before, but like Barrett was a black Mm -hmm. character. And I was like, wow, that's actually really cool. Cause you know, like my family had black friends and I knew they existed, but I wondered why, like I didn't see (laughs) them in video games. You know what I mean? Um, so that was like a really cool thing to me. (sighs) And I felt also like, you know, so many of the medieval RPG style games were about saving a princess. And I think Mm -hmm. without, being able to put it into words then, but I can do it now. I felt that neither Tifa or Aerith really needed saving per se. Like mm-hmm. Cloud mm-hmm. helps them both. And I mean, yes, he's definitely looking after Aerith to a degree, but like she's far from helpless. Um, yep. You know, and really I think all of the, all of the females in that game on the whole are pretty interesting. Um I just loved that too. I mean, I could really go on and on and on about it, but you know, I really feel like the, the, you know, the whole story, the way that, that they, they spin it out, you know, with cloud and, Oh, he's an ex soldier and blah, 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 blah. And then when you like find out what you find out about, uh, about him and about what his memories really are. And I'm, I know it's a very old game, but I'm not going to spoil it because some people may not have played it or maybe you're playing it you know, for remake for the first time. Yeah, the remake. It, it right? really just floored me. I just felt like there was no storytelling like that that I had ever experienced before. So really that, and music, I love the music. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. a game for me. You know, we talked about like what made us choose what, and like it's a game for me that made me go back that I will always, in my memory, I will always see like a milestone of how this game changed me, you know? And I think all of the games on my list are that really like they changed me irrevocably at some point in the path of my life. Spectacular. Yeah. That's, that's kind of it. You you should, you should, you you should go on. You're saying, Oh, I don't, I could go on, but you should, this is the time to go on. You should, I mean, I'm not saying, uh, you know, there's more to say if you, if there is not, but like, it's, it's so, it's nice to hear how special this is to you. It, it's just really, it, I'm really enjoying uh, hearing the reasons and, and fee- a lot of what you have just said are parallel reasons why uh, six, it, w- it was so For important you. to me as my, right. as my fifth game. Right. Yeah. And I loved hearing that story too. Like, it, you know, it is, it is really nice to hear, those stories because you know of course you can't have those experiences yourself your games were different but it is so nice because you know what it's like right you know what it's like to have that you know that connection that magical feeling all those things um so yeah but you know i just trying to think of a few moments from it that uh really fascinated me so much then and still do now um you know the character of genova like for instance like what the fuck like that was some like real like early 90s like dark anime shit and like the kind of stuff (laughs) that i loved watching when i became an anime fan you know ghost in the shell Mm -hmm. akira vampire Mm -hmm. hunter d like stuff that was pretty dark and i felt like the whole genova concept was very much in that same kind of picture you know like whoa Mm -hmm. like what what is this? Like, what, where did this, you know, character come from? And it's so interesting too, because I also feel like when you look at Sephiroth, um, who, by the way, the other day I found out was six fucking six, six, six foot, six inches tall. Like that's his canonical height. Uh 
for some yeah, that 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 is a fact that is known to the fandom for some I reason. I never like, like knew that, and I saw this list of like Square Enix characters and their canonical heights for some reason, <laughs> and it was like which Square Enix character is the same height as you? And I showed it to Patrick, and he was like, "So Sephiroth was a fucking basketball player," and I was like, "Jesus Christ, do you know how tall <laughs> he would have been?" <laughs> but Anyway, I'm getting off the the track. The point is, I feel like after that, that Square always tried to find like another, like they create other villains that could potentially ever stand up to that level. Right. And they just never succeeded. Yeah, that's really interesting. Never. And I mean, I, I, you know, I could go as far as to say, and many would, right? That like before Sephiroth, Kefka was that. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Not yeah. having gone through that the the game myself and had the experience you had, I can definitely say, yeah, like Kefka and Sephiroth were probably like the pinnacle for them because I don't feel like anything else was ever quite on that same level. And yes, it's uh, and this is so interesting to me. I wonder also if like the mega maniacal god godlike villain became passe over time because it's so over the top right now but in its context in its time and its context it was like this is the ultimate this is the ultimate bad big bad and chrono trigger skipped over that because the villain you thought was the villain is not it's just an organism from another world just doing its thing and that i found to be poetic yeah uh actually uh, i love that they got rid of the big bad and just made it like basically an env- almost like an environmental calamity or that or a, or a global crisis that is not it's not a it's not there's no villain there's no there's no person right um yeah i don't know uh, i just don't know anything about um eight nine ten etc to know whether those maniacal villains faded away or they or they tried to do that and they just uh, never lived up to the Sephiroth. Well, I mean, it, I, I think it's mm, a really good question. You know, I feel like Final Fantasy VIII was different in that there wasn't like an like there wasn't an overarching villain. Like they try to set one up for you, but then like things mm-hmm. change with her role in the middle of the game. And I won't go into detail about that. Um, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, not, mm. I have a memory of getting to the, the last fight, the Sephiroth, the last fight against Sephiroth in final fantasy seven. Mm-hmm. And the music is, you know, uh, one winged angel, which I'm sure you've heard. And, uh, I remember as whatever age I was, you know, definitely a teenager, just feeling dread, like true (laughs) dread, you know, at this, at this game that I'm, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to, to experience this. Um, yeah, yeah, I just can't, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever had another battle where I've been like, fuck. Like in the because same way, you know, when you're that age, this is all you have going on. And the stakes of this battle are everything like as an as a grown up. Now you're fighting the big boss of a video game and like that's fun and cool and interesting and whatever. But you know that if you can't 
do it or you get frustrated, you're just like, ah, it's 400 other games I'm going to play now. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more important in your life than than defeating the ultimate big bad of your favorite video game of this moment in time. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's... And it's a little... Um, it's a little bittersweet to think like, well, we can never, it would be very hard to, to, to set the stakes that high again in, in an experience because we just know as adults that like, it's not, not that, you, not that it's, we know it's not real as a teenager, but like you got other shit going on that, that, that is more important than this. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. I don't know. Like I think about it, right. I'm kind of thinking about, well, you know, what makes a villain, which once again, that's probably like an entire episode. We should do like a, like gaming's best villains episodes. That'd be fun. Yeah. I love that. But like, you know, thinking about his story actually, like, and I'm kind of reflecting on it. There's lots of details, but like when I think about his story and where he came from and what he experienced, what I'm pausing to kind of think about is that, you know, most villains are pretty one dimensional, really. Yeah. You know, like if yeah. you think about, and this is no insult met whatsoever, because I love, love, love this villain. But like, you know, if you think about Chrono Trigger and you think about Lavos, you know, yeah. he's just a big baddie, you know, like, yeah. you know, you're not like, oh, like he was hurt as a child. Like, no, he's just, you know, Lavos. Well, but even. I mean, and that's anomalous, as we were saying, but even go to Kefka. Like, Kefka's just a psycho from minute one. And he just, there's no tragic backstory. There's no sympathy for him. He just is psychotic and he just wants power from the very first opening second of the game. And you just have to kill him and just to defeat Mm -hmm. him. But uh, but my memory of Sephiroth is that obviously there is, there is a much more complexity, which is like, yeah, how do you, you, that is the ultimate he is the ultimate video game villain of his time. There's a reason why he is, uh, you know, I, meme meme worthy or I whatever. I think it's story. Like I'm, I'm as we're talking, I'm like looking. At, like I pull, I grab my phone because I was like, well, you know, there's a wiki page on Sephiroth, and as I'm like quickly mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. through it, I'm going like, yeah, like the amount of story around this character is incredible, and I kind of think about other villains and kind of feel like the amount of story spent on them was not as detailed as that was although no not be not before no, that. no no so maybe that's part of it i don't know but that's great um you know i think a lot of people you know are like oh final fantasy 7 you know it gets too much credit blah, blah 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 and i understand like you know it's all personal to whatever you know made an impact on you but yeah for me this game made an impact i will never 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 forget and uh you know playing that first episode of the remake and hearing that music redone by an orchestra and yes. seeing these characters in a on in a level that i've never seen them before and in a i, I mean i was absolutely overwhelmed like i i every moment was just heaven for me you know and uh so i can't wait till the next one comes out and i know that i will be every bit as excited and awed and enthralled honestly as i i really was that first day i saw the commercial you know like something about this story just hit exactly with me perfect um right so yeah it is very beloved and as i'm telling you this i'm like oh god did i put it too low on the list but then i look at the list again and i'm like no i think it's in the right place it's just mm-hmm. it's hard you know as i'm sure yeah, you I'm, struggle I'm, with I'm, your I'm, own list but but i think it's in the right place despite how important it I'm was i'm looking forward to seeing 
where it is in the context of the rest of your list now given everything you've said i mean this is this is why this is really fun and then you you said something else which was like oh some people think it's over now you didn't say overrated but like oh that is not important as important as it as it as people make it out to be and i'm intrigued by that because i missed it because i didn't own playstation this was when uh, Square Enix or Square, you know, went PlayStation exclusive yep. and played it much later on PC. And so it just did not mean as much to yep. me. But but I simultaneously say like this, this wasn't my game, but I fully respect and understand mm-hmm. and agree with with, you know, quote unquote, everyone who say, no, no, this was the one that changed everything. Like I, I can't refute that even though it wasn't the one that changed me you know mm-hmm. so it's i i think that's interesting too yeah absolutely yeah it's fascinating stuff yeah it was really nice to to kind of relive all that i suppose i could say and and just kind of go back into those memories cuz you know mostly they're just in my head and i'm not really talking about them so i'm glad that i had right. an opportunity for us to do that here nice nice here so you have you played the original in its time you're playing you you have played the remake recently mm-hmm. and my question is you know now that it is very easily available on switch and whatever like have you revisited the original in recent memory or the recent past and would you recommend someone to do so like i I should go back to this game, but I am concerned that the original original will be a little rough. Oh, it's it's more than a little rough. Just... It's more it's okay. more than a little okay. rough. I mean, unless you were a person that was like really cool with like graphics that really look rough now, which some people are, but I'm not. So like for me to go back to it is like purely out of nostalgia. And I have gone back to yeah. it many times, but I've really never gotten past like a 20 hour replay. I've always given up. Interesting. And I knew that if it was ever remade, that that would probably be the time I would play it again. And now it's here. However, I will say that after it got remastered for the switch, the original game, I got that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this actually looks a lot better. Like, you know, just just some smoothing to make, you know, your eyes not bleed when you're looking at some of those textures. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just a really rough, um, it's just a really rough time period. It was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. And then a year later, you're like, oh, my God, you know, like. Yeah, there ain't no ain't no smoothing that's going to no. smooth out like the one polygon head of, of cloud or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But um have you seen this was recent uh you know whatever modding community that does whatever it does they got the you know they got the original version or the pc version to run at 60 frames or like even maybe like 120 or something Mm -hmm. and uh there's footage of it and it's it's very cool because the game runs like at a very low frame rate like it might it probably think it runs at like below 30 frames like it might run at like 20 frames or something which is really rough to the modern eye but then you know through modding or ai or something they're interpolating the frames to make it look really smooth from a frame rate perspective and it is it's wild it's wild uh you ever this is going a little astray of the topic but the other giver 
uh, uh, like you go to a, your, your parents' house or your grandma's house or a friend's house and they have that bullshit motion smoothing on the TV. And oh, so right. Yes, ev- I hate every it. Movie, I hate it. Movies look like weird soap operas. Ugh. It's, you know, it's called the soap opera. And it just, it feels wrong, but like your average person doesn't see it or nope. notice it. They just think like, wow, everything looks so smooth. Yeah. That's what it's ha- that's what they are doing to this game, but it's but in a vi- for a, so for for movies it's horrible. It's a horrible thing, but for video games it's what you want. And so seeing this old game running at six like like really flawless sixty is like wild to mm-hmm. see it. You don't realize how how cool it is until you see it. Um, there's a really cool uh, woman who speed runs it on games done quick on their twitch channel and uh it's just it's lovely to see that because you know these are there are speedrunners who are like i'm just competitive and i'm just trying to get the best time but this is more of a like uh, she really walks you through everything and she's like okay at this part this is what the developer did this but we're going to break through the wall and we're going to do this part and this part is the part that everyone remembers but i'm going to skip over like the the it's almost like historical developmental the developer like context to everything that's going on in the game at every moment like it's it was so educational and what's funny is like my daughter who has no context for this game no clue what it is or what she was like riveted by this by a speed run of final fantasy 7 really and i was like wow weird interesting Wow. Very cool. I think her name is Tina. It's like Tina's RPG show. And it's, she used to come on every Thursday or something on, on games, on the games done quick, uh, Twitch channel. Huh. And, uh, I just loved her knowledge about the thing, about the, about the skeleton of this game and how to break it apart and, and, and analyze it. It was very yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's really cool. I, I would maybe like you to send me a link to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I will. Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. Man, this is hard because now I just want to play all the things that you're, that you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, that is inevitably going to be a real problem with this series. I know it. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready to reveal. Uh, you know, do is there any like, oh, what's it going to be? Do you have theories, you know? Because I like I'm I like I said, I was intrigued and shocked about where a Final Fantasy could be and how many of them there there could be on your list. So <sighs> any setup here? I mean, I have some ideas, but I don't know which one would be in this place. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. OK, let's see if your ideas align. My number four favorite game of all time is Civilization, probably Civilization 4. <laughs> that actually was going to be one of my guesses, but it was just going to be ci- oh, okay. a Civilization game. There's no way I could yes, have yes, known yes. which one. I'm, I, you know, I hate to be a cheater. I hate the cheaters, but I'm going to I'm going to lump like a franchise in here. Uh, and you know, you tell me if I'm breaking too many rules. I'm good if I. I'm going to declare for officialness's sake that it it's Civilization Four because that's the one that's where I began with the franchise, mm-hmm. and there was a magic there to me in my mind that really didn't 
despite the games getting more complex and interesting, uh, there was just something about the atmosphere in four that really grabbed me. And 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 and, and the five and six didn't quite capture that, even though I I do love them both. Um, so I'm saying Civilization as a franchise, uh, but I'm saying Civilization four as a game and. Uh, it, it it just combines so many things that I love from all the other games that I love, you know, like I love strategy. I love tactical. I love exploration. I love building. I love slow incremental progress. And there's a genre for all of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a thousand different games you can play, but there's something about the, the, the four X genre and Civ being like, the 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 queen of that uh genre that is just like it has it has everything inside of it it contains multitudes and you know i'm finding that this list for me and you have said similar things is like i didn't know video games could be this until i encountered this game mm-hmm. you know for 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 number five for me it was it was final fantasy like i didn't know storytelling could be this amazing or complex or or interesting in a video game until that game came along i didn't understand how deep the the strat the strategic rabbit hole could go until uh i encountered civilization especially in the context of like a game like age of empires which i played obsessively for many years with like online with friends and and the campaign and the multiplayer and stuff and and comparing these two side by side is interesting to me because age of empires like it it presents itself as like you can choose the civilization you want to be and you can here are real historical units and here's what castles looked like at this time and that's cool but at the end of the day it is it is it is a real time strategy game. It's it's just Warcraft. It's just mine the stone and the gold as fast as as you can to then build units to then clobber the 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 uh, the opponent. There's no like historical uh, journey, you know, in a game like that. Mm-hmm. Even though it sort of purports to be historical, and then I and Civ predates that, but predates that game. But I, I only came to Civ uh, in, at Civ Four, and it was like. No matter how you play this, no matter what civilization you are playing, there is a rhythm and an arc to this that's like, oh, right. Like, writing, the technology of writing was not invented by human beings until, you know, 4000 BC, 3000 BC, whenever it was. And that happens in the game and it and it changes your your trajectory forward in the game like you can do new things now that you have after thousands of years you have figured out writing and it's like oh right okay just knowing that just seeing that in the game and just playing as a civilization through progress and through time it it just kind of was like Oh right, this is what happened in real life too. Like this is what humans went through over the art over the like truly the uh, longest arc of history. Wow. 
And you're and in the I middle felt, of that. I, I, you're in the middle of that and it and it matters because you're like, this comes before this, which comes before this, which comes and it's different every time and the circumstance. So maybe you're discovering a certain technology in 3050 BC, and in the next game, you're way ahead and you're discovering it in, you know, uh 4080 B, whatever it is. Those things vary. But I truly, truly felt that I had a deeper grasp on human history and civilization after like living through it in a game meaning like you could look at a moment in history or you could look at something in school in a history book or watch a movie and you could be like right okay there all right we have steam power here which means this was invented but this was not invented or this form of government was you know a classical republic, which we've had for thousands of years, but this form of government, what just could not, was not conceived yet. The things we took for granted as a modern society were not even conceivable to ancient people. And like, we know that from going to school, but we did not live that as part of like a gameplay experience. And that, that insight as shallow and silly and trivial as it it really is because like here i am as a dumb kid you know thinking i'm some like expert on history because i played a, a fucking video game like obviously that's not true but it deepened my perception of time and history and and, and you know another thing is like you think about a turn-based game and you're like okay turn one and then turn two happens whatever but like the rubber banding of time in 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 a game of civilization is like between turn one and turn two is like 500 years like wow. nothing fucking happens from between turn one and turn two which is 500 many many human lifetimes nothing happens and then by the time you're at the end of the game each turn is like one year so like you can, you can, it gives you an understanding of the acceleration of technology, of like many, many human generations pass, 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 and very little changes about our world and our civilization. And today we live in a world where, remember the internet five years ago? That was a completely different galaxy from where we are today. And the, the things that my kids will do and say and be interested in and, and enjoy and the jobs they will have are completely disconnected from anything we understand today. Like seeing that acceleration of culture and technology is I'm obsessed with that, yeah. and I owe a lot of that to perceiving it and 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 understanding it through a video game, and 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 you have your Sim Cities of of the world, and you have your tactical. I'm going to move my units here and let me grow my colony, and th like there's lots of those games, and I love all of those games. I love me some Sim City or some City Skylines, but this is like. Let's go from 4000 BC and end up on Mars. The just the the breadth of that is so mind-blowing to me that I could not believe it could be in a video game and that is why 
even though I don't play, I, I have been playing Civ recently and I'm, and I hope it's not recency bias, but like I hadn't, I had not played Civ for long, for a very long time. And when I went back to make the list, I was like, no, I think, I think this has to be here wow. for me. It really is so important. So, so yeah, that's it. That's, I don't know if I have anything else to, to say there besides like, it's just so big and I love the bigness of it. Well, that's I, it. I, I am not going to lie to you. Um, I have listened to every conversation that you've, you know, every time we've ever talked about, about Civ, I've, I've listened to you and I don't think I've ever come out of the conversation going, fuck, I might try that. Okay. And I, that's how I just came out of that conversation. You, you think you might? I don't know if it, I don't, uh, you know, I guess it's really hard to like hear from, you know, a friend who you, you know, you really connect with about games. It's really hard to hear like something really touched and like made such a difference to them and not want to try it yourself. I mean, if you were like, oh man, this, I don't know, Call of Duty four like really i'd be like all right maybe not that one but you know maybe you'd even be able to say something about that that would make me go well shit maybe i misjudged it like i mean i can't remember if this happened just in the discord or it started on the podcast but like i think it started on the podcast we talked about halo and then someone came into the discord and was like yeah this is why i love halo and i was like oh shit oh shit there's there's a part i've never seen you know like and let me and let me tell you uh, I don't know if it was before or after or coincidental, but Halo Master Chief Collection was on sale, deeply discounted on Steam. And then that uh, lovely member of our Discord shared that. And I was like, yeah, let me just grab this. Because like one day I will play all the Halo games. I will go through them again because I have not played most of them. I would like to go through them all and then grab Infinite on a on sale somewhere or whatever. and then And then do all the halos that that was it that inspired me to uh to take that ride or to just make the purchase keep it in the back pocket right yeah yeah there's never been a better time to get into civ because as the proud new owner of an ipad pro as you (laughs) told me i like i've been playing it on switch and like i said is it the most great amazing most amazing version of the game no but like there is an iPad version and you've got the shiniest new iPad. Like you don't have to be chained to your desk, pulling your hair out, being looking at wikis, being like, I don't understand how productivity is measured in us in, in two cities. You can just be on the couch, just tapping on icons and being like, okay, let me do this here. And let me do this here. And I, I, I hope, I hope and, and pray that there is a robust tutorial, mm-hmm. uh, in in baked into the game mm-hmm. into the modern version of the game I, as i may have said recently on on this show like i'm i'm really bummed that the civilopedia which is like the in-game wiki is so lacking in in civ 6 mm. i don't know why it's so like i find myself constantly being like but this didn't answer the basic question I had about whatever this unit. Like, what? I really wanted to Tell know me why you do this. I would love to know why do you do this. <laughs> so you know you you do you you either have to be prepared to play ten games of Civ and have no clue what you're doing and just completely flounder mm-hmm. until you figure it out, and or 
do that with and constantly be Googling and wikiing and, and looking at tutorials and stuff. And I know that sucks and sounds bad, but the glory on the other side of that hurdle, that valley, that mountain, whatever, mm-hmm. is so astounding. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's like an equation on the blackboard or playing piano. And you're just like, how could anyone fucking play piano? Mm-hmm. Look at all those fucking keys. Yeah. And then you and then you practice piano for a long time and then you're like, I play piano and here's a song, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's that sense of accomplishment in a game like this to, to me. I, I love that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Shit. So you're saying that I could play Civ 4 on my iPad? Uh, Civ 6 for sure. I don't believe they ported the older games, okay. but go go 6 because it's it's got it, all the subsequent games have all the things that the previous games have in mm-hmm. them and a thousand more improvements systems whatever which again sounds like oh my god how could i how could i play the the the, the thing with a billion systems well, can't i just play the thing with a thousand systems mm-hmm. but they're also intertwined and interconnected and and they all do make sense when you hash them all out um you know what you know what it is with the what the drop-off point was for me for so long was like i understood the early game and i understood like moving units and settlers around and gaining productivity and and gaining resources and moving them uh, piping them through the cities and and i understood sort of expanding a small empire through the ancient and uh maybe medieval uh eras Mm -hmm. and then what tended to happen was like as you get into the renaissance or the industrial age there's like 500 more systems that start building on the previous stuff. And that's where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And I, I don't know how to stay competitive. And now I'm losing ground to my, uh, uh, to my AI competitors. And that's a learning curve. Like yeah. you have to sort of fit. So what it is, is like, I've spent 30 hours in a game that I don't, I literally have no idea how to finish or see through. And that's where you drop off. And what I would say is it's okay to drop off and start over or just see it through and get clobbered and learn from that and then try again. But like, there's no, like, there's no way to pick it up for an hour and, and see if you like it. Like you gotta, you gotta go all in, which is, you know, I just said the same fucking thing about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 of like, no, I will not give it 30 hours before <laughs> I get in, fall in love with this game. But I assure you there, there are, there are 10,000 more hours to love once you get past the first 30 it, for, for something like Civ for sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, shit. Um, okay. I might look. <laughs> I, I, I really might look that's crazy can't believe i'm saying this but uh yeah oh you know what you do you know here's what you do you it's on sale on steam all the time for like stupid cheap mm-hmm. so it's like maybe look check the prices decide how you want to play and then be like oh yeah i'll buy civ 6 for a dollar or some wow. shit on steam kick the tires and then and then be like all right, maybe there's something in this for me, but I'm not going to sit at the computer all day. Yeah. So then go buy it for $15 on the iPad and see if you can go from there. That might be a way Definitely in. fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
And then if you're like, no, I can't, then that was a dollar and two hours spent, you know. That Great. would be correct. Good stuff. Okay. We did it. That's it. We did it. We did number four. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have lots of favorites in our discord server so come on in to the to the to the server uh the, the link is always in the show notes of every single episode but you have shared your favorite games uh not necessarily stack ranked but there's been a lot of conversation about why you love the things you love we're gonna talk about them but we had to we just had to get the direct out of the way this week so yep. come on in there uh send us an email uh tweet at us all the links are down there in the show notes and uh we're excited to do number three i got something good here for for number three i know you do too yes i would say i do too but yes we will find out next week all right we'll talk at you then thanks for listening